Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey everybody, Rev here. It is just Harvey and I in the studio today because, uh, well, because it's a couple days before C2E2 and everybody is off getting things done. Uh, I'm actually mostly covered in Plasti Dip and spray paint right now, but the intro must go on. Um, so I've got just a couple things here for you. Uh, the first thing is if you go over to thegmtable.com, uh, you'll find an interview there that I did uh, with the guys over there. We talk about Monster of the Week. Uh, we talk about some other game systems, and we talk about how we run games. So if that's something that you'd be interested in, you can head on over to thegmtable.com, and you can find the video interview that I did with them. Also, just a reminder, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at The Crit Show. You can find us there and follow us. Rachel is doing amazing things every day. She's putting out polls and audio clips and teasers and throwbacks and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so you can find us there. Also, our Patreon is Patreon slash The Crit Show. We're at the point now where we are doing Hero Salad four times a month, and we're also doing Investigate the History once a month. Uh, and that is at the $5 tier. So if you feel so inclined, join us there. Uh, we have a good time. We've got a uh, Discord set up for all of the Patreon subscribers where we get on there and chat while we play games or uh, while I edit and the other guys play games. Um, and then lastly, we actually ordered a few extra hats. We have a couple of the beanies and a couple of the cleanup caps, both in the Navy. So if you wanted to get one of those and didn't have uh, the opportunity to order before we place the order, uh, send us an email. We have a couple extras for just such an occasion. So... Uh, I think that's all for me. Let's just get into the episode, and I'm going to get back to work. Those of you who will be in Chicago, well, I'll see you in a couple days. So here you all stand once again in TJ's subterranean lair. Tass has just been fed a vision of multiple car crashes, cars slamming into the river below a bridge. And every time he is sitting in the passenger seat, and the very final time he has this vision, he looks over at the driver right before they hit and sees himself driving the car. Oh, God, I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, you OK, bub? Oh, that was a that was a bad one. Oh, good Lord. Bleh. What does it look like to us whenever he has these visions? Like, do his eyes go white or does he just like faint? I know his uh, he just stands and kind of goes catatonic for a moment. Oh, OK. Um, We got to we got to be careful on that bridge, boys. Oh, bleh. I kept seeing like I was in this car in all these different cars and we were just going over the bridge and smashing into the river and just over and over again. And then I saw myself driving and I could just feel it. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, I feel like maybe we just shouldn't actually drive onto the bridge. Yeah, that's a good call. We investigate the bridge itself on foot. I mean, I feel like the first thing we should probably do then is figure out a way to shut the bridge down. Is the bridge already like closed off because of this? No, it is not. Yeah, maybe we should figure out a way to close it off so that nobody's driving across it until we figure out what's going on. 
Were you just going out there throwing cones around? Are we like, what are we doing? I think we could probably if we got some like roadwork stuff, if we got some signs like a detour sign and some cones, I don't think most people would just ignore it and drive on through. And we also have our badges that change shape on us, so we could make any sort of badge if anybody gives us crap about it. Uh, yeah, that works. I don't know what road worker badges are. <laughs> well, <laughs> Department of Transportation or something okay. like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's Googleable. I don't know if there's a picture <laughs> of a DOT badge somewhere on Google. Yeah, and you know from the dossier that it is not a main road. It is uh, buried pretty deep in the woods. It is traversed, but it is not a busy road. It is just one lane. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I think that would all be pretty easy. We just got to find this stuff. Let's let's get moving. Who who do we do we know anybody for what? Like that has I don't know. Like where are we gonna just go get cones? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I know where you can get like. Sp- Sports cones. I don't know where you get traffic cones. <laughs> I've got my uh, fabrication shop here in the lab. We can make whatever we need. Oh. Why didn't you lead with that? God, I forget about the things that are here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can fabricate some cones and like a couple barriers, one for each end of the bridge. Sure. All right, roll it. And this is on my plus weird. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a seven. What does that mean? We get half as many cones as we need. <laughs> Uh, it just means that I can make it, but only barely. Okay, so you are able to make uh, road cones, uh, but they are very tiny. <laughs> they look like they probably came from someone's car. Like if you had an emergency flat tire kit, they're about six inches high. Well, there you go, guys. <laughs> Good. Yeah, can I buy, can I spend gear points or anything on like just a couple of road flares? Sure. Like a pack of road flares? Yeah, I think one It will come with a pack of three. I'll do that. We'll throw a flare down on either end of the bridge and some of the cones and cool. One of those long lasting things that they use at, you know, uh, festivals and things or like that cops use in the road, (laughs) (laughs) like a road flare. Are you referencing Burning Man or what? (laughs) TJ's a huge Burning Man fan. One of the paths we haven't delved down yet. Uh, What about a vehicle? Do we just taking the your car? I mean, it's a it's a charger. It's got a law enforcement look to it. Okay, let's go. So what time of day do you guys want to arrive? Probably night. The fewest people are going to be there and our shutdown will be the most visible. Like flares burning in the night will be pretty hard to miss. Yeah, like even early morning, 2 or 3 a.m. would be even more super. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of when when the fewest people might be out there. We said it was morning. Correct. You guys got to sleep at some point, too, I think. You guys haven't slept in, what, since Russia? Oh, no. Yeah, we we took a nap in Baba Yaga's house. I think the last time you slept was at Baba Yaga's house. So that was at least two or three nights ago. Well, then let's go to sleep and then go when we wake up, which will be evening time. Granted, on, works. granted on that, but I have had multiple werewolf serums, That's which true. I'm That's sure true. are very waking. Yes, that is accurate. Uh, what damage is everybody at? I'm at two. Same. None. All right. So you guys uh, both heal one point of damage as you take your nap. TJ, real cool. That's a nine. All right. So uh, you do not need to take one, but you will have a minus one ongoing until you heal that last point of damage. All right. Let's roll out. We jump ahead a little bit. It is about three hours later, uh, and you are right now about half a mile away from where the bridge is. You're at a fork in the road. The left fork goes to another road, and the right fork goes to where you know the bridge is. It is about one o'clock in the morning. I'd pop one of those flares off and some of the cones and put them across the side of the fork that goes to the bridge. Okay. 
I guess we'll drive down to the other end of the bridge then, yeah? Uh, I think we should drive down to the end we come up on and just kind of park perpendicular to it on our side. Okay. And then uh, cross the bridge by foot and then yes. put down Rocones and Flare there? Yep. Yeah, I'm okay. not driving across that bridge after feeling that over and over and over again. Fair enough. Uh, how close are you guys getting? Like, where are you stopping at? Um, I think that in my head, just on the bridge is the danger zone, and I'd get pretty much... Up to where it begins. Jake, roll cool. Okay. Uh, eight. So you can stop the car right before you get on the bridge, but you're going to have this sensation that something is weighing you down, that there's a weight on your chest. And so you'll have a minus one ongoing until you can figure out what this feeling is. Or you can let go of that sensation and continue on across the bridge. Um, I mean, I think I'll take that weird sensation probably. So you guys are parked right at the edge of the bridge, and Jake has this strange look on his face as if he's got just kind of a shortness of breath. You okay, buddy? Something just feels weird. Something feels just wrong about being here. Well, I guess that tracks. That means we're in the right spot. Um, I'm going to hop out and just take a look over the bridge and open up my sight. Uh, roll investigative mystery. Okay. Ah, uh, six. You look over the bridge and you start to get very dizzy as you open up your sight because there's just so much conflicting information. You see what seems to be people from all different eras. And as you take them in, it becomes so overwhelming because you feel their pain and you start to tumble off of the bridge. The two of you see this happening. I would like to try to grab him before he falls. All right. Roll act under pressure. Oh, my God. God, snake eyes and a minus one ongoing. Oh, oh, I can't wait to do some swimming today. I grab you and I hug you tight and then we fall together. <laughs> uh, TJ, are you doing anything as you see this happening? I was going to get all the road cones and flares, so my hands are filled with stuff. So the, the thing I can only think of is I drop those as I see this happening and rush to like grab somebody by the belt. Yeah, roll act under pressure to try to grab a hold of Jake, but you're going to have an additional minus one because of his failure. That's a seven. So you can either reach out and grab a hold of Jake from behind and dig your heels in. But if you do, it's going to wrench something in your back and you're going to have a minus one toughness or you're going to be able to wrench him backwards and you know that the force of it is going to jerk Tass out of his hands because he has just got a tenuous grip on him. Or you can get him over and pull both of them back onto the bridge, but it's going to cause part of the bridge to collapse. You can feel the cement and the old steel creaking underneath you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the wrenching in my back and just go with a minus three tough now. I will only minus two because the minus one stacked from Jake's failure so that you don't have that ongoing. Oh, well, I've already got a minus two tough, so. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so you have a minus four tough now is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah, you are able to <laughs> pull them both back to safety as they span over the abyss for a brief moment. Uh, you plant your science guy feet and square your science guy shoulders and somehow suplex Jake backwards over your shoulder, throwing Tass to the middle of the bridge. Ouch! That was heroic. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm gingerly getting up trying not to breathe because I feel like if I do, it's just going to pull something else out yeah. of place. Yeah, I'm helping him up. Considering it doesn't have actual harm from that, would lay on hands help? Yes. Okay, I'm going to lay on hands. Uh, eight. 
Uh, yeah, so you have that minus one removed. Your back feels more limber. Do I have the minus one now? Yes. Thanks. Oh, what about uh, my harm? I think he has to choose damage or an effect. Harm or illness. Yeah. Oh, okay. So hurt back, I guess, is your illness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's chronic. Oh, so much better. I'm like doing back bends now and just like being all limber. And I am deadlifting just slightly less than the... <laughs> 15,000 pounds I was <laughs> before. <laughs> what is your tough three normally? Yeah. So plus two now. Yeah. Sorry about that. Holy shit. There are like, I don't know if they're ghosts or what, but I saw this just crowd of people from different eras and things and it just, it overwhelmed me. God, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's ghosts, I guess. So this isn't a recent phenomenon. Is this something that's been going on for like decades? Oh, here at the bridge? Yeah. Would we know that? Would yeah, I mean, it doesn't say in the dossier. It just says that it has happened recently with more consistent regularity. Hmm. Well, I mean, I wonder if this is something that's kind of cyclical and, you know, this, hap this has happened to people for decades and, and just now it's picking up for some reason. Well, I mean, even in Greencastle, we have quote unquote haunted bridges and, you know, it was all a big high school thing where kids would just drive up in the middle of the night, honk their horns, turn off their lights and then the ghost of some drowned spirit would come and like scare the dickens out of them apparently yeah it seems like maybe the origin of those urban legends this seems like it's might might be the real one is there anywhere that i can see that it would be easy to go around the side of the bridge down towards the water where i saw the the forms uh, it's a pretty safe incline on both sides so you could get down no problem I think I want to go down to where I saw sort of a collection of them. Like, were they in the water mostly? Yeah. Do I feel like any of them were close enough that I could be standing on the bank and just swing the spear out to see or feel if I can connect with anything? Um, I don't think so. They were all kind of at the middle of the bridge. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm at least going to kind of motion for them to follow and point out where I saw them. I mean, I'm going to throw down the other flare and cones on the other end before I follow him down there. Okay. Good call. How far down are you going to go? Like, are you just going to put it right at the other side of the bridge? Or are you going to go far down the road? Or Where did that feeling come over me? How far from the edge of the bridge did I get this sensation? Probably about 50 yards. That. I'm going to go just kind of outside where I felt like I got this temptation to drive onto the bridge. I'm going to go just past that on the other side and throw okay. it on the the markers. What are you doing, TJ? Well, I was going to throw down those markers with him, but I see Tass going down there and I'm going to go with him instead. You have something that can maybe see ghosts, right? Or at least see certain signatures? Yeah, I've got my EMF goggle lenses. So, Oh yeah, that's yeah. what you use for the gremlins, isn't it? Yes, indeed. So I'm just going to toss those on. Okay. Roll investigate a mystery if you're trying to look around with those. Absolutely. Eight. You get to hold one? What is being concealed here? So as you look around, you do see these various forms above the water around the middle. And as you scan across them, you start to look up under the bridge and you see a lone specter underneath the center pillar of the bridge. He is in his early 30s, dark skin, black hair, and he has a shovel and he is just watching everybody below. Does he look like he has any injuries on him to say maybe how he died or what he died from? He does. As you start to examine him closer, you can see that his overalls and his boots have the crust of cement all over them. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to convey that to Tess. I, I think 
and I'm pointing out like, you know, where the, the specters are above the water and then this particular specter at the pillar of the bridge and everything. And I'm thinking, Tass, that maybe this guy was buried alive in the cement. That's horrifying. Um, good Lord. So, okay. So he seems like he's orchestrating all of this or like watching over it. I think so. Either that or he's, he's the one who, yeah, like he might be orchestrating the, the deaths and everything. And maybe he's so pissed off at people coming across his bridge or being betrayed or whatever it was that got him in that position in the first place that he's taking it out on innocent people. Okay. Um, wow. This is something we haven't really had to mess with. I'm not sure how to make a ghost go away for good. And Jake, you are back now. What's going on? I guess there's like a specter of some kind under the bridge that seems to be orchestrating this. I mean, I've got literally some magic bullets I can try to put through this, but I don't know that that's going to make it go away. I feel like I feel like we're going to have to destroy the bridge and find his remains if that's what happened. Okay. Is there a way to like... How's you said there's like a column kind of supporting the bridge from the river? He's just at the middle column. There's a series of six columns in total. Is there a way to kind of fabricate something that'll temporarily prop it up while we knock out a column? Or do you think we just got to destroy a column and wreck this bridge whole cloth? I, I don't know the first thing about construction. I don't know about holding the bridge up while we do something like that. I'm more of a mind of let. Let the state deal with it. I'd rather save some lives and let somebody else deal with rebuilding a crappy old bridge. Or I can literally just try to put some bullets through it and see what happens. I can't imagine that one would work. I know, at I least not last. You could just shoot ghosts to death and they're gone forever. No, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Time's a factor, I guess. I'm going to go just try and... I'm going to go try and knock down a supporting column for a bridge. All right. Uh, so you're going to go down into the water and basically square up with it? Yeah. You climb into the water and it's not very deep. It's only two or three feet now that you're here. Roll no limits. <laughs> Twelve. How are you doing this? Why don't you describe this for me? I I feel like I'm probably just John Henrying this pillar with the hammer. <laughs> just swing after swing. Taking this thing out from the base. Yeah, I don't think it takes more than two. Uh, you slam the hammer into it twice and it shatters. Roll luck. Six. And the center does not hold. As you collapse this pillar, the center of the bridge gives way and collapses into the river. But since you're on the outside of it, it's not any danger to you. Okay. Uh, I want to start searching through the rubble for human remains. Roll investigate a mystery. God, that's grisly. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure what this would be, but I want to, I guess, try to open my sight just to talk to him. I, I want to, um, just be kind of looking at that area where TJ indicated and just start saying that, that we're here to help and that we want to be able to put him to rest. And if there's anything that we can do, please let us know. Uh, roll manipulate someone. Okay. God, that's a five. He's pissed. Uh, Jake, what did you get on your... Just for the sake of Reddit nerds, I yeah. don't have anything that I can manipulate monsters. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I just He's wanted to... monster. Cool, cool. Yeah. How reductive of you to say that. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to... Yeah, okay. Uh, I rolled a 12, so minus one, still an 11. All right, so you've got a hold two. Uh, what is being concealed here? So you start to root around in the broken pieces of this destroyed column, and pretty quickly you do find some human bones, and you know, looking at them, that this person very clearly was built into this bridge. It seems like they might have fallen into the structure designed to 
pour the pillar and that they were just left there because there was no way to get them out. It was so far down in that there was no getting them out. And so they just kept pouring. What can hurt it? Basically, I want to know what can, how to eliminate the remains in a way that can perish a ghost. Yeah. And the way to get rid of the spirit here is by simply destroying the remains or giving them a proper burial. Uh, But as you find these, roll act under pressure. Damn, boxcars again, 14. Uh, You grab a hold of the remains as you start to hear more of the bridge collapse in, and the two of you, Tass and TJ, see that the spirit gets agitated when Tass tries to talk to it, and it puts out both hands and it starts to collapse in more of the bridge towards where Jake is standing, but he is able to grab a hold of the remains and teleport to the side of the riverbank next to both of you. Nice. Oh, God, sorry. I guess I won't try to talk to him anymore. You found it? That's him? Yeah. Is there any kind of identification? Like, is there any scraps of cloth or anything left that might have a name tag? No. Damn. Well, I mean, I guess we're not going to know who he was. We can't really, like, share his story or put his descendants at ease, but at least we can put him at ease. Yeah, okay. Let's let's do it. What, what do you think? What's the best way here? I think he deserves a proper burial. Okay. All right, so we cut to the three of you deeper in the woods, standing around what is now freshly packed earth. And there's a headstone with a message carved into it. What does it say? Uh, here lies Dobby, a free elf. <laughs> Uh, I think just gone, but not forgotten. All right. And are you doing anything in particular over the grave or? Uh, I mean, I'd probably say a a prayer of some kind to, you know, well, I know the five gods that there are, but, you know, to ask him to help this guy on his way that he's, he's been lost for a long time and he's on his way. Please help him get there. And as the three of you stand in this small clearing around this makeshift grave, there is a faint glow that comes from underneath the earth and the remains, and you see this man appear for a brief moment, and he smiles, and then he dissipates. Nice. Uh, Jake, you feeling better? You are. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I'm cured. That guy must be where he belongs. And I would also call 911 and tell them we went over a bridge and it started collapsing and we threw out some cones and some flares, but someone should go check on that immediately. And we fade down on the three of you driving through the country, Tass in the back seat, making this phone call. And you are now back in TJ's subterranean lair. What would you like to do next? Um, missing hunters, robberies on the highway, grave robbers. I picked the last one. Uh, I think grave robbers right now, just after that mission, putting somebody to rest who had had a wrongful death, that I'm kind of on that track that somebody else might be robbing other people of their eternal rest. And I want to go fix that. Yeah, I'm feeling that same vibe, too. All right. And having offered up the prayer to your God, Jake, over this man's grave, you get your beginning of mystery move back. Oh, good. Aww. So roll your beginning of mystery moves. Uh, Eleven. All right, Jake, what is your question? What happened here? You get a vision that whatever is happening at these graves, they're not random, that someone is looking for some lost items. And so when the defender grants you this vision, you see very clearly the stones of the graves that have been robbed so far. And they are names like O'Houlihan and O'Brien. They're all Irish last names that you see. And Tass, what did you get? I got a 12. Tass, you were hit with a vision of the three of you walking through a graveyard, and there is a large mausoleum. And as you go to open the door, all three of you slam your hands to the sides of your head, and you can tell that you're all feeling immense pain as this white-haired, 
faded out creature comes flying out of the tomb and into the night sky. Oh, my God. What the hell was that? I think I'm shaking, trying to shake the pain like out of my head, just out of that feeling. And I'm going to start describing to them what I saw um, and even to Rev. Uh, Any thoughts on this? This sort of flying, shrieking thing? Like, God, like a... A banshee? Uh, yeah, like a banshee or something. Um, if that's the case, then from what I know in my own personal experience with banshees, <laughs> which is uh, Darby O'Gill, rich, yeah, Darby O'Gill and the little people, of course, um, that a banshee's wail or cry will basically signify someone's death. So I want to start fabricating some kind of um, sound dampening headphones for us. If you want to block out what you're assuming is the wail of a banshee, I think you'd have to use weird science for that. Well, yeah. then I would like to invent some sound dampening headphones with some really cool accoutrement on them to work against spectral or uh, supernatural beings. All right. Uh, roll weird science. Some really cool accoutrement. I'm talking blue LEDs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Red LEDs. <laughs> Chrome. Yes. I don't know if this is another role, but maybe think about something, too, that will let us communicate with each other. Because if we can't hear each other... That well, I figured we, we still have our throat mics, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so those are just, like, always in our ears. So all we got to do is just kind of put those uh, that's fair. headphones yeah, over that. Yeah. I love it. I'm so smart. You are so smart. That's why you're the science guy. That's right. Uh, let's see. I still have the minus one ongoing. Correct. Uh, so then that is only a 12 instead of a 13. <laughs> All right. What is your requirement? That's it. That hits your advanced move too, don't it? It does. Oh. Well, and lately too, we haven't really needed to address the situation around it because Rev's been really good about, okay, you've made this thing. Now roll to use it, which is the way it should have been. Yeah. Well done, sir. Thanks. It needs a rare and or weird material. I think that if it's going to require a rare or weird material, it's going to require something that can absorb sound. I don't know what that is. Luckily, you got to move to just have what you need. I know. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and roll preparedness <laughs> this to see if I have... This is the most circular character I've ever seen. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm going to go ahead and roll preparedness and see if I have that material handy. All right, roll it. I would call it optimized <laughs> and this is against my sharp so with my minus one that's a plus two so a nine yeah so you do know that uh you have some of this in your possession unfortunately it is at your parents house in their basement all right is this operation break into tj's house uh yeah yeah it is yeah it is oh yeah they don't know who you are anymore i mean they knew one or both of us though right oh yeah so this doesn't seem like a break into TJ's house moment. It seems like a let's go have dinner with TJ's parents and and, and ask, ask if we can grab some, some of his, his stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Because what I what do they think happened to you? They think he just left. If it is a dinner thing, it's going to turn into them haranguing you about where is our son? Is he dead? What's been going on? <laughs> Just to throw it out there, yes. like their son has vanished that he had, could, had to leave and could not come back and couldn't tell them why. And if you guys like, hey, you want to have dinner? <laughs> yeah, we could just spin it as like, we miss him too. Let's catch up. Here's our buddy Roger. <laughs> uh, I can get us 
there. I haven't been inside. Um, I have. I know the basement. If <laughs> that sounds so creepy. I, I've been in your basement. I know. Yeah. That, you know, that sounds little... dirty, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to just go to the door and play the the divine card, you know, if hope, hoping that they've seen you on the news and say, hey, there's something in this house that we know that TJ used to have. It would really help us right now. Please, please help us and be talking to them. And hopefully that works. And if not, I'll be trying to break in the back way anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess since you know your way around the basement. Yeah, that's fine. So you're going to stay then, I assume? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I've got these headphones to build, so it would stand a reason you should go and get that. Okay. Tell me what it is exactly that I'm looking for. There is a storage room where they keep all of my, you know, stuff from when I was a kid and also when I was in college. So all my toys and action figures and things like that. Sure. And, and there's a door like into the basement, right? Like the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the there absolutely is. Yeah. Cool. And you'll find in a like it almost looks like one of those old steamer trunks, like uh, what, you know, seamen would have uh, on a boat. And you'll find uh, wrapped in a piece of soft cloth, a rock that is a piece of the Blarney Stone that my parents got. That's probably illegal, but cool. Um, <laughs> all right. I will find it. Let's do this. What time are you guys going to get there? Dinner time? Yeah, I like it. All right. So we jump to about six o'clock and Jake and Tass appear at the end of the driveway of TJ's parents' house. Okay. I'm going to go around wide around the back. I'm going to go right up to the front door. Tass, real cool. Excellent. Uh, that is an eight. So you can sneak around to the back of the house, but it's going to have to be a very wide arc because you notice that they have some automatic lights. And so it's going to take longer than you imagine to get there. Or you can set off the lights and a dog next door is going to start barking. That tracks. Or you're going to step on a rake. <laughs> Home Alone style. <laughs> and smack your face. And have a minus one ongoing to sharp, but get there with the timing you desire. Oh, you know I'm stepping on that rake. <laughs> there was never a question. This is like turning into like an inadvertent Home Alone-esqueness. <laughs> yes, My parents have left out these weird things just lying about on accident. Uh, and yeah. The door handle at the back is scalding hot. We cut to the, to the dinner prep and for some reason your dad like trips and drops a box of jacks on the ground. And... <laughs> it's accidental home alone. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. all just things that they accidentally have done. I've been carrying these paint cans around by the rope for a while. Well, I'm going to set them up here above the door for a minute. I'm just going to tie them off here so no one steals them. <laughs> There's been a lot of paint theft going on. <laughs> Hope no one nudges them. Um, all right. So, Jake, you go to the front door and you ring the doorbell. And after a moment, TJ's dad answers. Hi. Uh, I don't know if you remember me. I'm Jake. I've yeah, you're the superhero. Yeah, I have a, a weird question. Yeah, I'll join you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you like Grant Powers? I can't. Also, I, I can't imagine putting TJ's father in harm's way. I'm sorry. But if you want to be like a like an oracle, like an over the phone comms helper guy, we might work something out. Oh, yeah. We just got uh, the fiber wire here. So the Internet's faster. Damn. Yeah. Hey. Um, so actually something that I'm working on right now, uh, I need a thing that I know TJ had in his belongings that was in the basement and I was wondering if I could go grab it. It's like a little piece of stone for the, for the mission that we're working on right now. Roll luck. 
Seven. Teach's mom steps into the room and sees you. She kind of walks up behind him and, and whispers in his ear. And he shifts uncomfortably, and you can feel his demeanor kind of change to whatever it is that she's saying. And you realize she must have been listening in and is dissuading him. So roll manipulate somebody. Two. It was a what? What was it? A two. Oh. And you see his face kind of set. You used to live with our son. Where, where'd he go? What happened to him? I got so carried away in your je ne sais quoi that I forgot <laughs> that you may have answers about my son and he's he's been missing for over a year now. And Look, I know that he came to see you guys. And honestly, whatever he told you is all that you could know. I don't know the conversation you guys had, but I, I can't tell you any more than he told you. Because you don't know or because you won't tell us? Probably a mix of both. Uh, so, Tess, what are you doing? I guess I'm checking out the door and trying to figure out the best way to pick this lock. All right. Uh, roll sharp. Okay. Well, that's a five. The impenetrable fortress of TJ's parents' house. <laughs> we did better at the penthouse of a mummy. But the, the grit and gumption of this this old couple, we just can't bypass. Yeah, you're no match for the wits of Quiltwing Duck. Um, <laughs> a story for another time. Yeah, yeah, that's a story that has to be told. So, Tash, you start to try and pick the lock, and you put what you think is a lock pick set into the lock, and it just seems to jam and snap off. Shit. Um, I think I'm testing the door right now to see how, because I know they're like glass doors, but it's you know, all framed and everything, obviously. So I'm trying to test to see how easy it would be to just force it open now. Um, I don't know that that's something that you could estimate. I think it would just be a matter of trying it. Yeah. I think the amount of energy it would require to test it to see what it would be like would just do it. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to shoulder it open. All right. Roll tough. These are all my best stats. Oh, are they? All my best. Good. Yes, for sure. Okay. That is at least a nine. All right. You are able to snap this door sideways with a hard jerk and it comes off of the track and falls. And Jake, you hear this upstairs. You hear kind of a loud metal crunch and the two of them start to turn around and look back inside. Were you expecting company? Is there anyone else here? No. Is it okay if I investigate? Yeah. Yeah. Stay here. I'm going to go see what that was. Uh, all right. I love you so much. <laughs> That was so smooth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go toward that sound. Uh, you go downstairs and you see Tass basically trying to hold up a giant glass door on the outside. It has come <laughs> off of the rails and the door is just wide, not even wide open. Just they have a hole into their house now. I'm just going to I'm going to assume that this moment is real. Just the two of you staring at each other <laughs> through a pane of glass in silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I'm going to I'm going to look at him. I don't want to say anything, but just to go right now. Get out. And uh, yeah, I think I'm uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so going to drop the door and run. Yep. All right. Roll act under pressure. Oh, good. Uh, that is an eight. Yeah. So you were able to drop this door and get out of sight before they come down the stairs to check on him. Uh, but to do so, you're going to drop the door and it's going to shatter and cut you up a little bit. Or they're going to hear the direction that you have run or the next door neighbor's dog is going to get loose. Oh, my God. God, I don't like any of this. That's kind of the goal. Um, I think they're going to hear the direction that I'm running. And just for flavor, can I essentially, as I'm starting to sprint away, 
fumble for my wallet and try to throw out what's the equivalent of one gear point worth of cash on that broken door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. And I am just like full tilt as deep into the woods as I can possibly run, hoping they don't want to chase me through the woods. All right. So yeah, they come down the stairs uh, after you hearing the glass door uh, hit the ground and they're like, it sounds like whoever it is is running back into the woods. I, I don't know. They left cash on the ground. I thought maybe somebody had followed me here, but this is weird. You want me to get my gun? I don't think that's necessary. If they're leaving, I can do a kind of a sweep and make sure that they're gone. Yeah, go get them or they're going to come back, probably kill us. Where is the gun? In my closet. This okay. is the strangest episode we've recorded. It's been a long time. <laughs> this is weird. Okay, go hole up in that room. Don't get it yet, but yeah, in case something happens, be prepared. Safety is paramount. Yeah, yeah, I won't get it yet. And he winks. I do not wink back. No, <laughs> no return wink. We're not on the same page about this. Yeah, not the same page. And he winks again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to run out in the direction Tass went. I kinda, right. I'm going to get to like the woods and not actually look for anything. I'm going to do like a back and forth in the trees and then go back to them and say, they're gone. I don't know what that was. It might have been somebody that tried to follow me here because they might be looking what I'm looking for. Please, if I can just grab that that thing, I'll get out of your hair. Whatever might have followed me here will, will go. You seem perfectly capable of protecting yourself if it's not the kind of threat that I deal with. I'm sure that you can handle something smaller. Maybe call the police, get them out here to do a, a sweep of the perimeter. But if I can just get this material and get out of here, and I promise if I can get you any more information about your son, I will. I just can't right now. All right. Uh, roll manipulate someone again. God, five. Uh, they start to panic. What do you mean we can take care of ourselves? Whatever followed you is probably the threat level of something that you deal with. We can't save ourselves from that. They're going to come back. If, if we give it to you, they're going to be mad at us for giving it to you or... No, if you give me the thing, then they'll come after me. If they want the item that I want and I've got it, then they'll come for me. They'll follow me. They'll follow the trail of the item they're after. But no, they'll just, they'll punish us for giving it to you instead of giving it to them. Okay. Call the police. Get some extra people here to help to look around. We can make sure that nothing's still here. You can have somebody here to protect you if you don't feel comfortable. Uh, yeah, so he goes upstairs and uh, and they call the cops. This has gone sideways real fast. Tess, yeah. what are you doing out in the woods? I am just hunkered down in some trees fairly far off, but... I just I'm just sort of waiting and I think I have a plan in mind, but it just depends on what happens. Uh, so what are you doing in the meantime, Jake, while you're waiting for the cops to arrive? I am going to kind of relay out what just happened and what is going to happen, but with my comms open so that Tass can hear what's about to happen okay. and, and help formulating his plan. And in the meantime, I'm just kind of gathering them into like the living room or somewhere safe and I'm guarding them okay. essentially. And what is the what is the plan? For me? Yeah, that Tass hears. Oh, no, not not a plan, really. I'm just going to be like, okay, so somebody broke in. They ran off into the woods. I couldn't find them, but the police are on their way here. So hopefully we can get some extra security around you guys. You can get some peace of mind here. Uh, maybe the police and I together can do an extra sweep to make sure that everything's clear. And then I can get out of your hair. And if it's something that followed me, in fact... They'll follow me out as well. Okay. I, I know what we can do. And TJ's mom speaks up and she waves the, the money. She's like, I wonder if his fingerprints are on this. Oh, I don't know. That's how fingerprints work, right? Like you touch something and it's there. I don't think it works on porous materials like dollar bills. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's true. CSI told me that's not true. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how my mom would track that. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out when when the police get here. Maybe one of their crime scene guys will be able to figure it out. Yeah, or the door. Uh, could be on the door, yeah. We're going to get him. Uh, I am making my way back by then. <laughs> uh, headed back where? Uh, to the front door. Okay. And I'm going to knock. Oh, is that the cops already? I don't know. Do you want to answer it or do you want me to answer it? Uh, I'll answer it. And DJ's dad goes and answers the door. Hey, how are you? Uh, good. How are you? Are you the cops now? No, I, I'm working with Jake, but he's been a while, so I came to check and see what was going on. Is everybody okay? No, someone tried to break into our house, and it's like some super-powered threat that's chasing Jake, and we got something that's going to save the world, and he wants to take it, but if we give it to him, the bad guy's probably going to come kill us out of spite. Oh, no, they they can't possibly even know that that exists. That's... I think everybody, I think, I think he just doesn't know what it was that was here because nobody would be after that. That doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to save the universe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, but <laughs> it's absolutely not important to bad guys. And about that time, the cops show up and they start running up to the door. Sir, what's going on here? And he starts to tell them the story that uh, this superhero came to get something that they needed to save the universe. Uh, but in the conversation of them trying to figure out what happened to their son, Someone tried to break into the basement where the thing that's going to save the universe is kept. And uh, about three other cars show up and they start to make rounds around the house. <laughs> Boy, not a lot going on around here tonight, huh? For No, four not at all. So what are you guys doing while this is happening? Following the officers around as they look for things and... Uh, roll luck. Nope. Yeah, the cops don't buy your story, uh, and they ask you to have a seat on the couch with the family. I think I'm trying to talk to the cops, like when they're off to the side, when the uh, his parents aren't close. Um, yeah, they lost their son last year. Um, he, he ran off or something or disappeared. He was an old friend of mine. And uh, I'm, I'm essentially just trying to feed in that I think they're a little more paranoid that they need to be and that it was likely kids or something messing around that did this. And so to just go easy on them, I'm just trying to relax them. Uh, roll manipulate someone. Okay. Uh, that is a nine. So you talk to them for a while, and it does seem to have an effect on them. And they uh, ask you to stay and have dinner with the family to try to calm them down some more. And they're going to take off as long as they know that you're going to be here for a little while. They didn't find anything. They've taken some of the dollar bills to see if they can get fingerprints. Uh, they've taken some stuff off of the glass. And so, yeah, that's their condition. They will uh, uh, leave and let it be uh, as long as they know that you're going to stay and, and comfort them for a while still. Absolutely will. So we jump ahead about an hour and a half later and you're all sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> it's fried chicken and store-bought fried chicken. Yeah, store-bought fried chicken. And they're just having a chat with you and uh, they are pressing you guys about information on TJ. I'll tell them, you know, look. I can just I can be honest enough to tell you that we're we're doing some work. He's helping this man right here who's literally helping to save the world. But I, what I can tell you is that he is safe. He's alive. He's in good hands with good company. What I can't tell you, I literally have no idea where he is right now because I don't. <laughs> uh... I have no idea where that hidden room is. Uh, roll manipulate someone, I suppose. Okay. Will you stop making us roll things, Rev? <laughs> That's a six. No, no, I'm done with this. I think I'm just going to use luck. Yeah, so you talk to them and they buy it. They understand that TJ's off somewhere doing something important and that Jake is somehow involved and that the thing that is needed is in the basement. And after the coffee cake is had, they offer it 
to you. They allow you to go down to the basement and take what you need. Awesome. Um, also, point of order, anytime I use luck, in theory, relatively soon here, yes. my tags have been invoked. Yes, so and what are those really, tags again? The heroic tags are visions and mystical inheritance. My doom tags are nemesis and doubt. So as dinner wraps up, Tass has told this story to TJ's family, and they seem to be accepting of everything. So we find ourselves back in TJ's subterranean lair, and you guys have given TJ the chunk of stone, which he breaks into three pieces and begins to integrate into the headphones that he's created. Uh, Tass, ever since dinner, you've felt this pressure building behind your eyes, and it feels a little like a headache, but it's, it's off somehow. And as you guys are kind of standing around talking, you hear... And it's Saul and he flies out of Jake's sleeve and he slams into your chest and he engulfs you in his glow and you both vanish. And as they vanish, TJ, you see Tass grasp the side of his head as his eyes fill with light. Jake, you are standing in front of the defender, but it's different. Looking at him, it feels a little painful. And you notice that Saul is floating next to you and you realize you're not seeing Saul as the defender. You're seeing the actual defender. Jake, I'm, I'm sorry I blamed you, all of you. I thought our inability to peer into the future was a result of what you had done, that your future was in flux because of the possibility of losing you and your group. But our vision isn't clouded by your impending deaths, but by ours. Tass, you find yourself looking at a battle. And though you've never seen these fighters, you recognize them from the descriptions you've heard. The torturer, the anarchist, the challenger, the executioner, and the defender. And they are striking in tandem at a shrouded figure. The silver trident glints in the sun as the challenger strikes the foe in the shoulder, and the flaming sword slices through its midsection as the executioner soars past with its wings of fire. Jake, your job isn't done yet. And he points to Saul, who starts to glow brighter. But you can see it through, Jake. And Saul starts to spiral and churn, and then he flows into the defender's hand. Tash, you feel the heat of a fireball as it flies forth from the anarchist demon bag and engulfs the shadowy figure, while the razor whip of the torture coils around the figure's neck. The defender slams into the ground next to the being and brings the hammer down, but the form darts a hand up and catches the hammer before it strikes home, and in its other hand, a long blade forms. I wish I had more to give you, Jacob. Use it well. And he touches your chest, and the glow transfers from his hand to your chest. Goodbye, Jake. Do me proud. Tash, you get a feeling of dizziness as the shadows melt away from the figure, revealing Koshe the Deathless. He smiles at the stunned defender and thrusts the blade through his gut. TJ, you have run to where Tash stands motionless, and you're able to catch him as he topples backwards. And then Jake is back, standing right where he was a few seconds ago. He's holding his hammer in his hand, and when he appears, it slips from his grasp, hits the stone floor of your lair, and shatters. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
Sam Kender? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Cantor was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Cantor, man, woman, non-binary person, no idea. Cam Cantor, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Cantor a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Cantor vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar. Like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp. Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Cander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Cander is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Cander is out there waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Cander, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.